0: Welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Like I say, every week, it's really it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. And I always hear about people talking about their gifts and their passion. If you have a gift, leave with your gift and don't let your age, friends, family, or co-workers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Interviews I do on my show, Money Making Conversations, are celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is one of my favorite people. Uh, Her name is Snoop Dillard. She's the owner of Dillard Hospitality Group, DHG. Dillard Hospitality Group is an Atlanta-based hospitality company that takes pride in delivering high-quality care and customer service with five restaurants, three salons, suites, a charity organization, two tourism and travel agencies, a real estate investment and business consulting agency, DHG has become a leader in provide in Atlanta now. Excellent examples of optimal delivery within the service industry of Atlanta, Georgia. On the show today, Snoop and I, we're going to talk to her about her road to recovery and also her mentorship program because last year, both she and I were frustrated with this COVID-19. We are both entrepreneurs uh-huh. and uh, also talking about putting your business back on the fast fast track to success. If anybody can talk about that because of high diversity of her portfolio is her. Please welcome to the show, Money Making Conversation, Snoop Dillard. How you doing, Snoop?
1: Y'all doing great. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that phenomenal, uh, that phenom- phenomenal, intro as well.
0: well. You know, you know, so stupid. You're one of my favorite people. And uh, last time I had you on the show, the COVID was beating us up as entrepreneurs was know, beating right? us both up. You know, uh, your, your 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 birthday tour got canceled. Everything, and I could t- I can hear in your voice you were frustrated. And because there were no answers. Can you walk us back through as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a restaurant owner? Because that was really scary because customers couldn't come in your business. And talk about that whole process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you all know, of course, you know, we all went through the same thing with COVID-19. And uh, I think it was probably around the beginning of April or the end of March uh, that you and I spoke last year. Mm And, uh, of course, definitely frustrating time that was around the time when everything was just being shut down. Uh, We were unclear on when things would open up and when everything would even turn back to um, any type of normalcy or if there ever would be normalcy and what that would look like, you know, um, for months and years to come. So um, absolutely a frustrating time. As you mentioned, I own five restaurants. So just having all of those closed at once was very, very scary. Um, It made me have to be super innovative um, and really, you know, just kind of think out of the box. Uh, Now, fortunately, uh, we were able to open back up, you know, about a month after, month later after we spoke, you Uh know, uh, during that time last year. And so I was very surprised that we were able to open back up as quickly as we were. Um, And even more so surprised and pleased to see Um, people coming out and patronizing the businesses like they did, you know, once we were able to open back up. And so uh, I went on to open up, three new businesses during the pandemic so uh that was definitely it was kind of like turning you know lemons into lemonade you know making Mm -hmm. a bad situation and turning that into a positive situation so um everything ended up turning out all right but it was (laughs) definitely you know a a scary time you know for all of us then Uh, i think a time that we'll you know all never forget
0: we well, you know it's really interesting because uh, you, you're always upbeat. You're always uh, a positive, and you know, and as a, and I want to call you a friend of mine. I uh, just hearing your voice and hearing the um, the, the uncertainty. In your voice, during COVID as an as an entrepreneur, because not only that you try to get customers in the door, but you have people you're employing, and you're hearing their stories and their their checks and their bills that they cannot pay.
1: Uh-huh. But
0: with that being said, there has been a difference in customer service now because now online or to go has become a, has changed the dynamics, especially in black restaurants. Talk yeah. about how that has shifted your business model.
1: Well, you know, while we were shut down, um, we were, well, we were allowed to stay open just to do takeout. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that made us have to focus, you know, on that aspect of the business much more than we ever had before. Um, Before, you know, we always were more so concerned and catered to the customers that were coming into the business. So Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up seeing a lot of our profits from, you know, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Uh, things of that nature, nature, and even changing our platform um, to see how we could do uh, takeout and delivery without using those platforms, which take, you know, a certain percentage of profit. So Mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely a time to kind of change some things, uh, change our, we even looked at changing our to-go containers, you know, to preserve food and make sure that our to-go food uh, was fresh, just like it would be in the restaurants, right. you know, once you get it there at home. So um, definitely a lot of Thinking outside the box, you know, during this time period and some things that we've carried on up until now. You know, we've even implemented curbside windows at several of our locations um, and still keep those going to this day, even though people are coming back into the restaurants now.
0: You know, it was really interesting. I was with a friend. I was at the I was at the Waffle House and uh, we were sitting up at the bar eating and I could tell you it was actually. The, the 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 go pickup area at the end of the bar for Waffle was like amazing. It was like it was like a constant steady flow. So I know the mentality of a, of the customer now is they have no problem coming in, picking up their their food and exiting out of the facility. Is that it maybe tied to maybe a fear or is just a habit that was built during COVID nineteen when it comes to
1: future restaurant customers. I- I think it was a habit that was built during that time period,
0: mm-hmm. and so that enabled you. That's why you said, "Okay, Rashawn, we used to have a certain way that we delivered." I'm talking to Snoop Diller and her customers. She has five restaurants in the Atlanta area, and Snoop, when we were talking about this, the the ability to say you have different things you have the you have the sealed containers that you can just put a lid on top, of the, mm-hmm. and then you also you have the little the little styrofoam that you were just fold down and just mm-hmm. walk out of there. So I'm assuming that you went more to a sealed container as far as you're
1: yeah. to go? Yeah, and even with the styrofoam, you know, we went to a more breathable styrofoam container that would, you know, keep wings and fried foods, you know, fresher mm-hmm. um, by the time we get those to the to the home location.
0: Okay, cool. Well, let's, well we, we we out of that, you know, we're into 2021, 2022, we're planning on it because I know you, you know, you're not a person that, six or uh, 30 days out, you plan a year in advance. You got the five restaurants, the three salon suites. Break down to everybody your five restaurants in the Atlanta area so we get a sense of what Dillard Hospitality Group is doing from a restaurant perspective.
1: Absolutely. Um, We've got Escobar Restaurant and Tapas, which is uh, located downtown on Peter Street at 327 Peter Street. Uh, We've got Escobar South, um, which is on the south side in Morrow, Georgia at 1140 Mount Zion Road. And we've also got Members Only Lounge and Restaurant, which is located at 139 Ralph McGill, once again, downtown. Uh, And then uh, we've got Crave Restaurant, which is located in Little Five Points. Right. Uh, And then uh, i also also own Esco Seafood. So that one was opened up during the pandemic and it's located at 447 Edgewood Avenue.
0: This opening up a restaurant during the pandemic. Talk to me, you know, people out there can't even get PPP. Okay. <laughs> people out there can't even, and you made a decision. Was it, was that in the works already?
1: No, it was not. Um, The reason why I made the decision to open up Esco Seafood is because I saw the influx of people that were coming to Atlanta being that we were one of the only cities that was opened up the way that we were during the pandemic. Um, and just kind of wanted to take advantage of that. Um, also, there were some unfortunate restaurants that did have to close down mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And so uh, there were several second generation restaurant locations available um, that would allow us to get open pretty quickly. Um, and so once I found that location on Edgewood, which is a pretty sought after you know, area yes. to be on, um, there's a lot of walk up traffic. On that street, um, I figured that that would be a good area to start um, our seafood chain um, and go ahead and get that going. And so we actually get that got that location open in about three months. We opened uh, December 9th of last year.
0: Well, I, I'm gonna be honest with everybody. When I talk to Snoop Dillard, uh, she's a visionary. I, I tell her that all the time, and she's but she's also a grinder. When I say a grinder, it means that she's out there grinding. She doesn't even realize how. She knows she's talented, but may not realize the, her talent and the impact that she makes on other people. Well, she has a program, a mentorship program, that, uh, that uh, the Road to Mentorship Program. Talk to us about that Road to Mentorship Program and why it's important and why did you start it?
1: Absolutely. So uh, who is Snoop's Road to Millions Mentorship Program? I pretty much started this mentorship program during COVID. Um, One of the things that I did while we were shut down was to film various courses that I felt would be helpful uh, to people who wanted to get into entrepreneurship, um, who wanted to start saving and investing, um, who wanted to get into restaurant ownership. Um, And then also during COVID, um, I took a course myself to sharpen my (laughs) skills uh, by a friend of mine named Mark is Barney. uh, He has this whole recession-proof family where he teaches financial literacy, credit repair, um, funding, business credit, things of that nature. So, um, And just kind of pulling all of that together and combining some of the things that I've been teaching and questions I've been answering through my business consultations in the past few years, I said, well, let me kind of put together a mentorship program that would encompass all of this information Um, to be able to help individuals with my platform um, get to the point that they can be millionaires or get to the point that they can reach their goals. And so that's what it is that I'm doing. Um, It's a mentorship program. It lasts about four weeks. Um, It encompasses uh, teaching people how to invest, teaching people how to save, um, uh, teaching, fixing individuals credit. I'm showing them how to build business credit, uh, showing them how to get funding, uh, showing them how to start businesses, how to scale businesses. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And there's a lot of one on one um, with my mentees. So um, it's been a great program. People have really, really been been enjoying it. I started off wanting to take about 10 mentees a month, kind of scale back, because it (laughs) kind of became a little overwhelming. So uh, right now, I kind of take on about six to eight mentees per month. Um, And it's a great program. People can find out more information about it by going to my website at www.whoisnoot.com.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm talking to Snoop Diller. She's the owner of Diller Hospitality, the group. If you're not aware, it's an Atlanta-based hospitality company that takes pride in delivering high-quality care and customer service. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about this. It all started with a party bus, you know, in Atlanta way back <laughs> in the day, and it's just an idea of, of of stepping out on some people. Some people use the word faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you and I, we kind of like we got faith, but we also are planners, and yeah. we also have a budget tied to the plan.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: Give people advice on that whole process because, you know, you know, prayers used a lot when people make a decision, but also within that prayer, it has to be a a sense of reality, a sense of uh, uh, revenue that you can generate out of your dream. And um, how do you put your ideas together, especially in the early days of starting your company and then building your, I want to say the word empire?
1: Uh, I think it starts with number one, first and foremost, having a good plan, as you mentioned, you know, and, and when we talk about planning a good business plan, you know, a lot of people are, <coughs> excuse me, starting businesses without even having a business plan. Um, so it really starts there, you know, it starts with um, having a good business plan, doing the research, um, having good mentorship. Uh, knowing individuals that are in the line of work that you're trying to get into or that have businesses similar to what you're trying to do, um, and really studying and scaling those businesses and, and putting the research together with the grind and the hustle. Because um, a lot of times people really don't research what it is that they're trying to do, and they end up spending and wasting a lot of money trying to learn along the way. So um, that's been a big thing for me um, It's just having great mentors, Um, And having good planning skills, you know, um, and also, you know, having that funding, you know, saving and having the finances um, to be able to back up, you know, those dreams and aspirations.
0: Well, the interesting thing when I when I sit down and talk to Snoop Diller is that there's always a level of confidence, but you, and I'm going to tell you something, I, I don't understand balance. You know, you seem to be able to understand, hey, I can relax, I can go on vacation, I celebrate with my friends. How are you able to do that? Because- I would tell you, I love, I, I, you know, I tell people I love the work. I love the, I bought a building and during COVID, you was out there establishing a restaurant I bought a building. Okay, so <laughs> I, 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 I bought into myself and believed in myself. in one of the great business decisions I made in the past several years, how do uh-huh. you balance being able to be exceptionally busy as an entrepreneur, but then also having a, a family life, a, a social life, a life to be able to know your friends and spend time with your friends?
1: Uh, absolutely. Great question. Um, I think for me, I made the decision a few years ago that uh, it it was just something that I have to do because it's extremely important to me. You know, I think that, you know, we're all here for a reason and, and that, you know, when we leave this earth, you know, we look at tombstones and I've never walked by anyone's tombstones that said. it. Uh, great athlete, great business person, owner of such and such, right. you know, it says mother, father, sister, daughter, friend mm-hmm. to whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the relationships that I feel like are most important that we need to make sure that we make time for. So um, it's definitely about having that balance and scheduling those things and Uh, It used to be a point in time where I would, you know, be up all night checking emails (laughs) in the middle of the night checking emails working. And so I've decided Mm -hmm. that, you know, I've got to have a cutoff point because there are things that are also important in life that don't evolve around money and business.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, before I get into the the good credit and credit repair company, I want to talk about your um, charity organization. And then Mm -hmm. also, I want to talk about something that African Americans really don't get into is that the tourism and travel business.
1: Mm -hmm. And we
0: know that's about to take back off just this past weekend. Cruise ships have been released. They're starting to go back out onto the waters and travel this world. I'm a big component of of, of, a friend, a big fan of people doing cruises, especially black people. They don't realize that you go out there, you get your room, you get your food, you get your experience. It's done. You know what I'm saying? All
1: inclusive.
0: (laughs) All inclusive. So talk about first about your charity, and then we're going to go over into the tourism and travel Mm -hmm. agencies that encompasses under DHG.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So my charity organization is Her Impact Foundation. Um, And what we do is we just try to help the community in any ways that we can. So we have um, movements where we feed the homeless um, and set up, you know, um, coalitions, you know, with various organizations in the community to be able to do that. Um, We also help um, kids, you know, that are going back to school that aren't able to, you know, whose parents are not able to provide, you know, their school supplies and things of that nature. Um, we've got a Friendsgiving uh, event that we do, which is also just based around during the Thanksgiving time, um, feeding the community um, and giving back to some of the homeless individuals. So um, definitely try to focus uh, a lot of efforts in that. Um, I was a single mother, so uh, we do a, uh, I do a diaper drive as well once a year, and it's just, um, basically, you know, getting <laughs> donations, you know, of pampers right. uh, and diapers, and donating those to mothers that are in need. Uh, so we do a lot of different, you know, combinations of different efforts to give back uh, to the community here in Atlanta, um, and then moving over to the the travel um, leg of things. So. Um, We're actually kind of in the works of putting that together right now, but it's just helping individuals to be able to see the world um, and travel, you know, um, and be able to, you know, because right now uh, travel is so high. Last year, it was, you know, they dropped the prices on everything because not as many people were traveling and now that everything's kind of opening back up. They're hitting everybody over the head. So um, but they do have programs where you can get tickets on layaway and things of that nature. But a lot of people don't realize, you know, how reasonable it can be, you know, to travel and just what the importance of it is and being able to have that culture um, and expand your mind. A lot of times, you know, as your eyes see things. Um, your mind expands um, and, it, and it cultivates and creates different dreams for you um, and different goals that you may want to reach. So I think everything is all connected.
0: Well, I know you, Snoop. Do I see a future, you know, Tom Jonah type cruise in your future? Uh, right, right. I know you. I know good. you. I know you now. <laughs> you know, used to party, bus. that's how it all started. That's just a bigger version of that. Getting the right, travel exactly. and safe and friends and family. Well, how how big you gonna go with this now? Because you never do anything small. It's always in the small is the planning stage. But once the planning stage is the limit. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. The, the whole process of getting uh, African Americans out into the uh, travel space, and like you said, because of COVID. Car rentals are extremely high nowadays. You know, getting a good car is ridiculous, especially if you get into the Florida area. So getting with a travel agency or a tourism organization that can protect you and provide you with information, you really can't just jump out there like you used to. You know, gas prices are high in certain states and certain parts of California It's $5 a gallon in California. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the type of information that, that comes to your organization when people come to you is like basically you protect people providing them with information that makes you and steering them in the right direction, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now let's talk about good credit, bad credit. Black people are <laughs> notorious that we have a history. I'm not saying we do, but we always hear the jokes, you know, you you put your your child's name on your on your on your on your gas bill or your light bill that your poor child grow up they realize they got bad credit we've we've seen these stories we've heard these stories and been a part of this story. depending on who's listening to this interview when you talk (laughs) about good credit in your repair company to help that out let's talk about what exactly is good credit snoop
1: You know, good credit, it used to be a 720 or better, but, you know, they're saying that nowadays that doesn't even cut it. Um, But, you know, a a good credit report, number one, is at least, you know, 10 open positive accounts, zero derogatory accounts, zero late marks, uh, zero items in collections, and only two to three inquiries. Um, you know, over the past couple of years. Right. Um, And and that could be easily attainable, you know, just by hiring a credit repair company and kind of show show you what it is you need to do. Uh, Even a lot of people that I know that have good credit they don't even know how they've gotten there, um, especially a lot, you know, people from, you know, our, our older generations and things of that nature. So I think it's so important to have that literacy behind it, because, you know, it used to be like cash is king. Um, and I still believe that to this day. But, hey, if you've got good credit, you can keep a lot of that cash in your pocket. Um, you know, and if, you, if you've got good credit personally, right. then mm-hmm. you can build and, and um, establish good business credit mm-hmm. um, and end up getting a lot of things in your business name um, and they don't have to go on your personal credit report um, and affect your debt to income ratio. So um, I think it's probably one of the most important things I'm doing right now is, you know, my credit repair business and helping individuals be able to repair their credit because um, a lot of people's financial goals and dreams are based upon, are based around having a good credit score. Um, you know, it's hard to buy a home if you don't have a good, good credit, right. you know. Um, it's hard to get the dream car that you want if you don't have good credit. You know, it's hard to start that business if you don't have good credit. So um, that's one of the things that uh, I took courses on and did a lot of research on during the pandemic. Um, and I'm using that information now to be able to teach that to other entrepreneurs and just other individuals. Well,
0: you know, the, it was interesting. I would tell people, for some reason, when I was 18 years old, I always protected my credit. I, always, I was always protective of of paying my bills on time Uh now when you when somebody comes to you your credit repair service you know they're confused obviously it's messed up that's obviously the case what Uh are the what are the steps in in sitting down with a person and getting them pointed in the right direction because they have to do something too you know because they they wouldn't be sitting in front of you if they didn't do it right okay right
1: right Um, So one of the first steps for me is number one, finding out what their goals are. You know, what are your goals for your credit? Because, you know, you can fix somebody's credit, but, you know, if they don't have, you know, the right amount of trade lines or the right mix of credit, a lot of times it's still hard for them to get what it is that they're looking to obtain. So um, the first and foremost thing is finding out what their goals are. Um, Secondly, um, it's helping to create a budget for them, um, because as you mentioned, there's still some things that they're going to need to do on their own and they're going to need to they may have to pay some things down or whatever the case may be. Um, Third, it's pulling their credit reports. Um, So getting those three credit reports and seeing exactly um, where it is that they are and and what we need to do, you know, whether it's getting things removed off of their credit, uh, whether it's paying some of our credit cards down. Uh, I've got some people who come with decent credit and they just need to know how to um, hide their utilization or they need to know how to... Uh, manufacture their spending, um, so that they can get higher credit limits. Um, so it's, it's a, a wealth of different things. Sometimes it's selling trade lines to individuals or helping provide them with trade lines so that they get more established credit history, right. um, for, you know, to show their potential creditors. So, um, it's a base of looking at it. And then one thing that I offer is a free consultation. So a lot of times, uh, people will <clears throat> go to credit repair individuals and they are fix their credit, but they have no information on how to keep that credit score up. Um, and so that's one of the things that I teach is just, you know, how can you keep that credit score up? Um, what is it that the credit bureaus and the credit reporting agencies are looking at? How do we get this score? What is this score comprised of? So there's also some education that goes behind it as well.
0: Well, when we, we, we as we wrapped up this call and we talk about... Um you know, black people in general are trying to be mobile. We, we've had the social movement. We, we, we recognize as a credible part of uh, this country and uh, and still being demonized because people don't want to acknowledge that there is a problem. Right. As, as a As a black business owner in the city of Atlanta, what are the advantages that you are achieving and what are the negatives that you are still having to overcome?
1: Um, I think some of the advantages is just being in a black city, a black city where when you go down to City Hall, a lot of those individuals and officials that are making decisions look just like you. They're the same color as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Their hair is the same way, et cetera. I just think that that is very, very helpful and very, very inspiring, especially coming from a city like Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I went to high school and college in Nashville, Tennessee, originally from Detroit. And so um, I've seen both sides of the coin and how difficult it can be um, when you don't live in a black city um, and you don't have the help of, you know, City Hall and various council members and things of that nature. Um, I think some of the negatives is just some of the the influx of crime that we've seen here in Atlanta due to COVID. Right. Um, it definitely was not like this before the pandemic. Uh, we get a lot of people who moved here from other cities, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people who traveled here, you know, from other cities. Um, to be able to take advantage of a lot of the the great things that we have here in Atlanta. Um, And I think that uh, we definitely need that uh, revitalization and reconstruction, you know, down in City Hall. And it starts with, you know, this this mayor uh, race that, you know, we're going to have in the next four or five months. So um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest negatives. Um, I really don't see too many. Um, outside of that, hey, you know, Atlanta is a great city and it's been great to me. So um, I can't really come up with too many negatives other than just some of the things that we're battling now that were due to the pandemic.
0: Absolutely. what's well, new? you know, uh, always fantastic. First of all, I'm happy to see the smile back. OK. <laughs> Secondly, I'm finally going to get to you on your restaurants and sit down and eat with you and dad because oh, you invited I, me okay. to a couple of testings, taste testings that I wasn't able to make. And okay. So that's my goal this year. Congratulations on all your success, and always keep me posted. And I got to have my I always got to have my annual, you know, Snoop check-in.
1: Okay, it's my Snoop check-in. Absolutely, check in. absolutely. I appreciate you so much. It was so good to see you this morning. Okay,
0: cool. You stay strong, and we talk soon. Okay, Snoop.
1: All righty. Thank you. You have a
0: good one. Okay. Okay, cool. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.